Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. Well, here we are again, John 15, and Jesus saying to us, just like he said to us in yesterday's gospel, this is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. It's almost like this love thing is pretty important, and of course it is. But several things, it seems to me, uh, are worth keeping in mind. First, love is such an incredibly challenging word for us, especially in English, to wrap our heads around. We have one word to describe all these various responses that we have to both people, first and foremost, or I should say to God, first and foremost, to people, to things, to nature. You know, So we love God, we love our husband or our wife, we love our children, we love our mom, we love the New York Yankees, you know, we love whatever. But that one word is rather impoverished. So many of us know perhaps there's two words for love in Hebrew. There's four words for love in Greek. And there are many dimensions of it. That's the point. But related to that, I think it's uh, especially important for us as Christians to make sure that, that we don't have something like an overly spiritual understanding of God's love. Because Jesus is anything but overly spiritual. I think we want to make sure that we don't misunderstand that and, and think in some sense that, so these four words for love in Greek, there's a love of family, there's a love of friends, there's erotic love, attractive love, and then there's selfless love. And we want to be careful that we don't reduce God to only the latter. To be sure, agape, which is that fourth word, is, we could say, the highest expression of love. But Jesus, in the gospel that we have today, calls us friends. or He calls the disciples friends, and he calls you and me friend. And so there's, there's a filial love in God for us. In the letter to the Hebrews, it says that Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers. And so there's familial love. That's storge in Greek. Of course, on the cross, we see Jesus laying down his life. That's the selfless love of God. But what about the erotic love? Somehow, this is almost impossible to grasp. God is attracted to you and me. That's what moves him to go in search of the lost sheep or... Uh, for him to become flesh and to come in search of you and me. So the Lord is the embodiment of all of these loves. And I think as we continue to prepare to get ready to receive the Eucharist, as we prepare to re-enter society, and keeping in mind that the Eucharist is the supreme gift of love that we can receive on this earth, I keep going back to that same question that the Lord's asking me that I keep asking here, when we are able to go receive the Eucharist again as the body of Christ, is anybody going to notice? 
So with that in mind, let me offer just a couple of thoughts for us, both with regards to what I hear the Lord saying to me in the gospel and uh, how we can prepare to re-enter into society. First, I can't encourage you enough, if you've never read it, to read Pope Benedict XVI's encyclical letter simply entitled, God is Love. Benedict has this amazing gift of being remarkably precise. That's one of the great gifts of being German. The language allows for precision, and this is not just some uh, scholarly precise writing. This is a wonderful reflection on the power of God's love. I go back to this over and over again. I would highly encourage it. It's short, and it might be rich for us, uh, maybe something to consider doing even this weekend. Second, the thing that first needs to happen in our life is we have to experience God's love. So maybe oftentimes we get hung up on the command in the gospel, love one another as I have loved you, and we, we quickly move on to the, I gotta go love. But it's first, as I have loved you, right? God first loves us, First John tells us. I, I'm thinking back to a, a priest friend of mine who uh, we were assigned together many years ago, and I heard some woman walk up to him after Mass and after a homily he, he had given, and she kind of derisively said to him, love, 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 that's all you ever talk about, God is love. And he looked right at her and said, and I'm going to keep talking about it until I believe that you understand it, or until I think that you finally get it. So the priority is for us to experience God's love, to be human, uh, to be a creature, is to be one giant need. It's to be incomplete. And what we most need and what most completes us is not just the conviction of, but the experience of being loved. And ultimately by being loved by God, but even just think on a human level, how much a person's life changes when, whether it's as a teenager or later in life, you come to meet somebody and you realize and experience they love you. Not, not the ideal you, you as you are. This gives us a glimpse into our own need status, if you will, as creatures. And ultimately, this comes from God, huh? from, from really understanding what Jesus has done for us. And so there's no substitute for you and me making sure that we have a daily regimen of prayer, of contemplation, uh, of praying before a crucifix so that we can gaze upon love because that's what Jesus shows us on the cross so that we can uh, make time to daily soak ourselves in the word of God where God reveals himself and his love to us and then of wasting time in front of the Eucharist as often as we can in, in adoration. Wasting time, not meaning it's a waste of time, but wasting time which I just find to be the best expression for prayer because time is so precious. And so we don't just waste it except with people that we love. And so wasting time with God is, a, to me, a wonderful expression for prayer. So first, Benedict's letter, God is Love. Second, making sure that we daily spend time in contemplation of God's love for us. But then third, this experience of God's love for us has to flow out of us. This is the fruit, again, that Jesus is saying that the Father expects from us. And if it doesn't flow out of us, well, then it, it, it's, it's not complete. We're not really living as the disciples that he's called us to be. It's crucial for us to understand that we cannot do this on our own. 
this is what I was trying to drive home yesterday, I do not have what it takes to love, quite frankly, anyone or anything the way I want to, not just the way God commands me, the way I want to. I need God's grace. And that's one of the reasons that he gives me himself in the Eucharist. To be sure, the Eucharist is the most extraordinary union that can take place on this earth. A union that the marital embrace somehow falls short of. We just don't think of the Eucharist that way. God is uniting himself to us or us to himself because love wants union. This is the erotic love of God again. But that union with us is supposed then to flow out of us. He doesn't give himself to me only for me. He gives himself to me so that I can then bring the love that he gives me into a world that is desperately longing for it. And as we continue to look around and we see the anxiety and the fear and the faces of so many people, especially highlit by this pandemic that we're living in, it should be all the more strong of a reminder that the world needs you and me right now. Or rather, they need what you and I can give them as disciples of Jesus, which is the love of God. So let's thank the Lord first today that he first loves us. Let's pray that we might experience that more deeply. Then let's look for concrete opportunities to let his love flow out of us unto others. Do not be afraid. God is with you. You were born for this. <laughs>